From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, a podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my great privilege to have as my guest, Joseph Frank Simpson. Frank, welcome to our program. Thank you, sir. It's great to be here. And our topic today is Father Vincent Capadano, the Vietnam War hero, Navy chaplain who uh, uh, gave his life uh, coming to the rescue of U.S. Marines under ambush uh, in 1967, September 4th. Uh, And uh, Frank, you served alongside Father Capadano. Uh, tell us yes, about tell tell us about uh, your experience with him. How did you uh, come to meet Father Capadano and and uh, you know tell us about all that? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, Father Capadano was probably the first person I met, uh, one of the first people I met when I uh, got to Vietnam. When I got the first battalion, Seventh Marines. At, at that time, it was uh, 1966 September probably the 10th or 12th of September. And uh, it, it, we, 1-7 was based on a peninsula along the coast of Chulai. And it was, it was very unique. Uh, it, was, it was actually beautiful. I, I went to Vietnam thinking it was going to be the, you know, the, end of, the end of it all. And I uh, was quite surprised when I got there and it wasn't all blood. And uh, uh, I landed in Chulai and... One uh, uh, seven had taken. I, I believe this is this is the truth. <laughs> had taken a number of uh, uh, casualties, wounded and uh, and killed. And uh, uh, the operation was. Uh, it doesn't come to me right now. But anyway, I was one of the replacements that were that were going to one seven. And I, from the plane, I almost immediately got on the back of a truck and off myself and one other marine. We were the replacements. And uh, I think they were expecting a truckload, not two green Marines, because I had just just gotten off Paris Island, went home for a month, spent a month in California, and off to Vietnam. So the my my experience was going to be that, that he was going to be the first person I met when I got to 17. Uh, we uh, we had to take a ferry. Off the off the, the coast of Chulai, we took a ferry. The boat actually got the, the truck actually got on a ferry, and took us to uh, to Battalion H and S Company, and uh, it took us directly to a grass chapel that was built there for Father Vince by the by the Marines. I think they had had villagers come in and build it. And if you, it, it's in the middle of the book, the Grunts Padre is a picture of the chapel. Every time I look at it, it just takes me back. But we arrived there, and the CO was there, and the XO, and Father Vince waiting for the replacements. And I think when the truck stopped and the, the two of us Marines got off with our sea bags and looking very green, uh, I, I, the CO, I, I believe, stomped off to go to the radio room to want to know where the rest of them were. And the XO didn't stick around, and it was myself and this other young Marine and, and standing there looking at Father Vince. And uh, I just remember his, his, he was so, so uh, straight. He was, he, he looked, he looked incredible in, uh, in, in jungle utilities with a cross <laughs> on his, on his collar. I mean, it was just amazing. 
and we were 19, and I, I guess he was 40. I'm not sure, but he 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 fit the he fit the role of father. I'll tell you, he was just something else. He invited us into the chapel, and uh, we sat. Uh, he sat us down in the front pew of the chapel, and I'll never forget. His, he was so kind. He uh, it just it was unexpected. Am I talking too much, Taylor? Oh no, 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 no! I'm following every word, and I should uh, interject, and I, I should interject, Frank, and say for our non-military listener that when you say one seven, you're talking First Battalion, Seventh Marines, correct? Yes, yes, First Battalion, Seventh Marines, and this was H and S Company of Seventh Marines, which was right in the middle. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta were around it. Okay, so let me ask you this: What uh, when you arrived at the chapel that day? Uh, that yes. was what, uh, 1966? That was 1966, yes. Okay. Yes. And, and uh, Fa- okay. Father Capadano, I should interject, was uh, did his first tour with uh, 1-7 uh, from April 1966 to April 1967. And he was extended. He was extended uh uh, for uh, several months, and it was in September of that extension that he uh, died of gunshot wounds. But I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, so you're Go sitting, ahead. you're sitting in this grass chapel, and he's talking to you. What did Father What, what did Father Vince say to you? I'll never forget it. It was uh, I, I, it was probably 55, 60 years ago, and and we were just looking at him in awe. I'm sure, and he he said. Uh, he said he understands that we're we're scared and we're nervous, and he said when you when you leave here you're going to go to the platoon you're going to be with, and he said when you get there you'll find someone who you can trail, and they'll show you where the, the where the dining hall is and where where the, the latrine is, and he said and he said just latch on to them for a couple of days till you get comfortable, and he said and he said almost with a smile but not a smile. He said, but, but don't believe everything they say. <laughs> and I, I just, what, what a good thing to say. <laughs> I didn't know it then, but I know it now. But, uh, and I did that. And then the last thing he said to us was, when, when, you, when you do settle in, he said, write home as soon as you can. Write home to whoever, your mom, your dad, your, your family, someone that, that's back there worried about you. Write home and let them know you're okay. And uh, I just I just remember the how kind it was, and what what happened from there was someone came over and picked us up. He, he gave us his blessing. That was the last thing he did. He uh, he gave us a blessing, and and I was to get a blessing many times. I received general absolution from Father Vince uh, quite a few times. Just about every time I got on a helicopter when he was there. Uh, but from there I got picked up and I went. I was in the 81 millimeter mortars, and uh, I had to go to my platoon. Well, the seller came and got me, and he took me on this tiny trail, maybe 30, 40 yards long, and there was our tent right behind the chapel. And uh, I, uh, I didn't get to the chapel every day. I mean, I, he said mass when he was there, but he was a busy man. He was he was with Alpha, Bravo, Charlie Delta, and H&S Company, so he was somewhere else every day. But when he was there before before the dinner bell, he would uh, he would say mass. And if I was there, uh, and you know, you're busy every every third day, every fourth day, I might be there. And if he was there and he said mass, I could get to mass. And uh, I always, uh, I, 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 I think I was at mass maybe the third or fourth time there. 
and I realized that that was as close as I could get to home. I mean, I was I was there. I, I used to go to in Lent. I used to go to mass with my dad uh, every day. We'd go, and it, I I just remembered things like that, and, and it felt good to be there. Not only not only for the Eucharist, not only because it was it was mass, but because it I was homesick. I was 19 and <laughs> very homesick, and uh, I tried to act like a marine, but you know, inside it's uh, you are what you are. But uh, I, I just remember it very, 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 very well, Taylor. It was as if it was yesterday. I think of him often. I bought a, I have a huge portrait of Father Vince in my uh, man cave. It, it doesn't sit there. It belongs in a church. But uh, I sit with him, and, and yeah, it, it's just good. It's just good. So you were a cradle Catholic. You were born and raised Catholic. Yes, yes. Twelve, twelve years of uh, Catholic school, and. Uh, uh, in Philadelphia, and, uh, a, a great, a great area. Actually, I went to Father Judge High School, where uh, we we uh, lost 27 uh, in Vietnam, 27 students, most of any Catholic high school in the country, and uh, we we still have a tribute to them every year, and uh, it's 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 good. It's, well, uh, not forgotten. I'm talking to Joseph Frank Simpson, of formerly of the United States Marine Corps, who served alongside Father Capadano in the Vietnam War uh, in the months leading up to Father Capadano's untimely death on September 4th, 1967, during Operation Swift. And uh, he was, uh, you, you said that he was nearly, he was about, he was actually 37 when he died, so that's close enough, okay. almost 40. So, um uh, uh, and I suspect a 19-year-old uh, fresh uh, onto the battlefield, uh, uh, 37, 40, what's the difference? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, were you a part of Operation Swift? No, I don't believe I was. No, I, 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 I kind of lost track of, of all the operations. I was trying to look through a book because we were busy. We were, 7th Marines were very busy, 3-7, 2-7, 1-7. And uh, 5th Marines were not far away. We were all, I, I believe, right above Danang, somewhere above Danang. Uh, I was not part of Operation Swift, but I was still in country when he passed, but I didn't know it. Uh, we didn't even, I, I, I didn't know anyone that, that talked about him coming back. I kind of vaguely remember him leaving and a new chaplain coming in. And uh, I didn't find out that he passed until I was out of the Marine Corps. And, uh and I was actually, uh, I, I was out in the in the jungle when that happened, and I, I could it could have been part of that operation. We were in uh, what was called Happy Valley, and that's that's where I I came home from that operation. And I suspect uh, that valley was not so happy. Wasn't a happy place, no, <laughs> not, not at all. I, I was on a mountaintop. I, it was called Bana, B-A-N-A, and uh, I've I've never heard it or seen it uh, in in any any type of battle. But we were. We were stationed there for my probably. I was up there, I think, my last month in country, and it was uh, we we caught no fire, but it was it was we kept waiting. It was almost like it was a small small group on the top of a mountain, and we we the Ho Chi Minh Trail was on one side, and Da Nang was in the distance on the other side, and uh, and he just constantly waiting. We I think we stayed up most nights and slept during the day. But that was that was I came home from there from that, that spot. And how long was your tour in Vietnam? Uh, Thirteen months and a couple days, uh, and I was 
I was on that mountain when Father Vince died, and that's that's kind of what I what I know now. But I didn't know it then. But I remember being. Uh, I, I know I was there because I, I didn't want to be there. Right. I was too close to coming home. But, uh, and you came yeah, home not not. You you came home in what September '67. Yes, I came home in September '67, and uh, uh, I had uh, well, I had some time left to do in the Marine Corps. I did the rest of my time at Camp Lejeune. And what was your reaction when you found out that Father Capadano had been killed in action? Uh, disbelief, uh, total disbelief, uh, and being being curious, I, I knew how how he was. Uh, if someone was hurt, he went to them. He just went to the person that was injured. Usually, usually he and a corpsman. And I, I saw that twice. I actually, literally remember seeing that because you know, you're, you're, when when there's action, you don't you don't get a chance to sit back and watch. It's not like television. And I just remember seeing him way, way out in the, in the across the, across a, a number of rice paddies kneeling and. Uh, kneeling and a corpsman working on a Marine and, and him kneeling with the Marine. And uh, that was Operation, I, I think it was Operation Golden Fleece, but it could have been something else. That was, was early in my tour. Father Vincent Capadano was never hesitant to put himself in harm's way. In fact, that's how he wound up getting killed. He was running around the battlefield uh, yes, yes. and uh, in the Quezon Valley there in uh, Vietnam, uh, ministering to the uh, wounded and dying Marines uh, until he himself was taken out by gunfire. Yes. Um, well, tell me a little bit more about uh, Father Capadano's personality, his demeanor. Uh, what was it about him that... Uh, that uh, was so charismatic to the to the troops. I I think he 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 wore uh, he wore kindness. Uh, he wore uh, it, it was obviously it was almost like the prayer to Saint Francis, as I remember him. I don't remember him ever panicky. I, I remember him always being kind. I remember uh, on, an, on at least two operations where we sit and we maybe in, in groups of 12 waiting to get on choppers and he would he would he would come to each group and uh, I, I just remember him putting a sign of the cross on my head and uh, past my helmet you know and I didn't know he didn't know me by name but I, I believe I believe we knew each other to look at because I was at mass and I was I was there I remember we had a, a, a one particular uh, staff sergeant who, who was in the Marine Corps for life and he had a he had a terrible time. One seven had taken a terrible hit, uh, and and it was his his group that got that got really a uh, number of them got killed. And he was never right. He slept with a forty five under his pillow. Blah blah blah. It was he wasn't he was just not right. And I remember uh, I remember thinking he should go to mass. And I crawled into his tent one day, and uh, it was it was early evening, like I said, and and I I I, 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 I tapped on him. And uh, held his arm and said, "I'm going to mass. Do you want to go?" And he, he cursed at me. He, you know, he just he didn't he didn't want to hear it. And uh, about a week later, he asked me if he if I would take him. And uh, that was that was <laughs> that was my miracle. And uh, I remember his name. I don't want to say it, but I, I just remember uh, a lot about him. And and I remember a slight change, just a little change in him. 
uh, maybe maybe he, you know, I never talked to him about it, but I, but he did go to mass, and he went. Uh, I remember him going to more than once. Excuse me. Uh, so he was he was very he was he was uh, he was like an oasis. Uh, the only word I can think of. He was he was so kind, and to go there, to go to church, to go to the chapel. I remember I went. Uh, we were going out on something serious, and I wanted to go to confession, and. Uh, I, I remember going in the chapel, and he was in the back writing. It was after dinner, and he was, I think, I, what I understand, he wrote to all the parents of uh, young guys who had been uh, injured or killed uh, from 1-7. And there was a lot. There was 566 died from our unit in the time that 1-7 was in Vietnam. So he, uh, he did a lot of writing in the time that he was there. The casualties were pretty high, 66, 67, 68. Yeah. Wow. Well, back to the story about the uh, the man that you ended up bringing to mass. Yes. We don't always yeah. come to Jesus immediately in response to the call, right? Sometimes it takes uh, it takes a few days or even longer. Just, sometimes a few years to come around. Yes, yes, just a hint sometimes. And I and I just he asked me why I did that, and I said so maybe you could get some relief. He didn't like me. And uh, I don't know that he ever liked me. He was from, <laughs> he was from uh, he was from the other side of the Mason Dixon line, and he was also <laughs> Philadelphia, I think. Is there a Philadelphia in the staff? Yes, there is. Philadelphia, Mississippi. He didn't like me. He didn't like me being from Philadelphia. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he didn't dislike me as much, I think, after a while. But anyway, he he rotated out before I did, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, my experiences weren't all bad. My experiences, you know, I can I can easily go back and remember some terrible days, but I can also find find some light days uh, with one seven. And on the peninsula was probably the nicest place we were. In December we moved up. We moved uh, up above the Nang, so we went from July up. And I think it was it was after Christmas, soon after Christmas, and uh, things got things were much different up there. We it was different. But I saw Father Capadano up there. I did see him, but uh, I, not as often. My tent wasn't my tent wasn't behind. The, actually, I, I left H and S Company and went to Alpha Company, and uh, my my duties changed. Uh, I was I was a corporal. I wasn't in country long, and I was lance corporal and then corporal and then a forward observer. And I made the mistake of being able to read a map, and uh, <laughs> my, my duties changed. But uh, it was okay, you know. It was all okay, and. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to go into Da Nang to see someone who was hurt from uh, from my platoon, and I remember uh, seeing him at the hospital. And uh, it just a, I, I, I vaguely remember Gentle Nod as, as I was looking for my my guy, and he was there. And I think that was one of his. Well, I know that was one of his duties. I think eventually he landed up uh, being at the hospital for a little while after uh, after we were up north. And, uh, Father Capadonna was there. there. Father Capadonna was there. Yes, Father Vince was at the hospital, and uh, going from bed to bed, and uh, uh, he just—he he was almost—he uh, was—he was saintly then. Is that—is that okay to say that? I mean, I saw him—I saw him uh, always in that way. I saw him as, as a as a uh, more than more than a chaplain. Well, do you know the church is considering his cause for sainthood? Uh, and uh, Father Capadano was awarded the Medal of Honor posthumously after his death. 
yeah. he, he is uh, a, a role model, uh, not only for uh, chaplains in the U.S. Navy, but uh, for folks generally and, and priests, too, you know. Oh, and I, and I, I really think uh, in today's world, I think, I think America could use, a, could use a saint like Father Capitano. In, in 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 today's world, I, I, he was just amazing, and he didn't—he he loved everyone. It was obvious. It, it didn't matter if you had, if you were wearing a cross, whatever. He he, he loved everyone, and he was there for everyone. Uh, go ahead. And you know, a reminder for our listener is that annually the Archdiocese for the Military Services celebrates a memorial mass for Father Capadano. It comes every year around the time of his death, which is September 4th. This year it will be on September 5th at the Basilica, the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception uh, here in Washington, D.C., starting at 6.30 p.m. in Archbishop Brolio. Uh, Archbishop Timothy Brolio will be the principal celebrant and homilist. Um, And I should mention... um, uh, Joseph Frank Simpson, uh, formerly of the United States Marines, talking to us from your home in Southampton, Pennsylvania. Uh, and tell, tell, tell me a little bit about your personal uh, uh, life growing up there in the Philadelphia area, uh, growing up Catholic. Uh, what was that like for you? And, you know, how important is your faith to you, Frank? My, my faith is still very important. Marie and I are uh, active. I'm a, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus, and my wife and I are, are active at church. And we also have a, a little hideaway in Ocean City, New Jersey, very small, 700 square feet, but we're active in the parish down there also, St. Francis. Uh, uh, my, my growing up was, we, it was just a, one, I was the oldest of five kids, and that. Uh, my dad's aunt lived with us in a, in a three-bedroom, one-bath house, and I never remember waiting in line to use the bathroom. I don't know. I know. It's another <laughs> miracle, I guess. <laughs> but a great place to grow up. We uh, we had dinner together every night. We went to church every Sunday. The school that I went to, uh, the grade school, uh, we, we had to sit in a certain place so, so they knew we were at church on Sunday. And uh, it, it wouldn't matter my... Uh, I would have been at mass. Other anyway, my my family was very uh, very church going <clears throat> and good people. I grew up in a I grew up in a very nice neighborhood in Philadelphia. I grew up in a row house for people that don't know what that is. That's that's that was twenty houses right next to each other. No no driveway, uh, driveway and back, and then behind the driveway and back of the house was a farm. It was the the late forties early fifties. So I grew up in the city, but. The back window was a farm, and uh, it was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful place to grow up. The high school was great. Uh, I, I recently went back there. We we did a movie. We we put together a film about the 27 who died, but it's the mothers and the sisters story, and uh, it's it's very interesting. It's it's not happy. It's it's tough, but uh, it was it's an, it's called the Crusaders 27. And I think it's going to be on. It's going to be on public television in Philadelphia area on Memorial Day. So, uh, but a little commercial there. It was. Uh, wow, nice. Uh, uh, it's great, it's a, great What is the name of this uh, film? It's it's called the Crusaders Twenty Seven. Father Judge, their their nickname was the Crusaders. So it's the Crusaders Twenty Seven, and it's this it's the mom and the sister stories of the vets who, of the, the the veterans who died. I see. And, and very, very interesting. Uh, what, what was it? What, what's the name of the high school? 
Father Judge, Father Judge High School in Philadelphia. And uh, Crusaders, that was the mascot? Crusaders was the mascot, yes. I see. Yes. 27 yes. from that one school killed in Vietnam. Yes, 27 died in Vietnam. Wow. And, uh, and there's, a, there's a, a beautiful monument outside the school. The school still remembers the 27. I believe they all still have a locker with their name on it. And uh, uh, it's, it's, they haven't been forgotten, uh, which is which is really. Uh, and one seven did the same thing at the Marine Corps, uh, at the, the National Marine Corps, the uh, National Museum of the Marine Corps in Quantico, Virginia. We we one uh, seven, along with many other units, put a put a monument in the back in the garden to our to our 566, which is beautiful. And it has all their names on it's black granite it's uh it's, it's alongside ninth marines and and the fifth marines i mean uh, it's, it's a beautiful place I, I love the museum last year my wife and i were there and we always go to the wall with all the medal of honor recipients and uh, father capadonna always find him and there was a, a, a corman doc Durham, and uh, uh private first class larry smedley 317 marines who received the congressional medal of honor and uh, i was there was a group of students there, and I just gave him the whole Father Capadano spiel. It was really nice. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised, but I couldn't help myself. And they were also, they, they received it very well. It was, it was really uh, it was an opportunity for, for them to know Father Vince. Wow, uh, and, and, and you could make it personal, too, with your own firsthand experience with Father Capadano. Yes, yes. Yeah, I told him a little bit about me, and, and uh, I'm so blessed to have, have known him. To have uh, received, uh, I went to confession to him. I, uh, I, I mean, I, I, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, I guess, the highlight of a what what could have been a bad thing. But to be quite frank with you, it was. Uh, I was blessed to know him, and I still know him. You know, and he's still part of my life today. Very big part of my life. Can you remember the last time you saw Father Capadano? I I don't I. I I've wondered, uh, and it was probably up above the Nang, but that was uh, it was a very hectic time up there. We were at Hill 55, Hill 10, Hill 41. We got around, and our most of our operations were north. So I I uh, I, I don't remember. I, I just I do remember him being on the landing zones when we would be leaving, and I I know that was around Hill 55. So that was probably December, January, probably February, February or March when I saw him last. <clears throat> Maybe uh, maybe at the hospital, huh? But I, I did see him at the hospital once. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, um, we're almost out of time. Um, uh, I guess, uh, you know, what a wonderful experience to having known uh, such a great priest. Uh, what what do you, th- you know, you have a, a, you say a picture of Father Capadano in, in your home. When you look at that yes, picture... When you look at that picture, what what goes through your mind these days? When I look at that picture, I, I see a, I see I see comfort. I I, uh, I see a man who uh, who was there for everyone else, and I don't think I don't think he was ever there for himself. He was uh, he was he was a servant of God, and uh, uh, and and he was. Uh, he wasn't. He was. He was humble. He was. He was extremely the, the way I saw him, and I still see him that way. I've been talking to Joseph Frank Simpson, formerly of the United States Marine Corps, who served in Vietnam alongside Father Vincent Capadano. Frank, thank you so much for talking to me. You're welcome.
welcome. Thank you for having me. It was the highlight of my day, sir. Thank you so much. Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government's civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care. For more information, visit millarch.org. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, serving those who serve serve.